Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Monday. It is another week, and it's a great week to be a Sun Devil. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the PHNX Sun Devil Show, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to leave a like, drop a comment, subscribe, even leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. I am Anthony Toker. Yeah, you are. Joined, as always, on this new Coach Monday by Sean DePaz to my yeah, right, Shane Diefenbach to my left. Gentlemen, happy yeah, I am. Monday. What's up, it chat? To How y'all Monday. doing on this? <laughs> Fine Monday. One of my favorite things. How many things, times have you said Monday? One of my, Monday, Monday, Monday. One of my Monday, favorite things Monday, to do Monday. is address the chat as one big entity. Entity. Yeah. yeah. Like they're all in the same exact room. They're all in this together. Yeah. What's up, chat? How are you guys doing? Haven't had much of a weekend. As as uh, Charles said, it's, it's one a, day one AH. It's, it's one AH. Yep. New era. New era. Not the hat. No. Company, a new era in Tempe. Good idea. <laughs> um, you know, what? actually, let's not make this about Herm. Let's make that make. Let's, let's make it about everything before this was was B A E before Aguano era, and now it is A E after effects. Yes, yes, beautiful. Yes. Well, I'm sure you guys have How? heard. How? <laughs> How is there already a new man Hey, they, they brought. They came here to laugh at us, and they're sticking around. Hey, yeah. I'm glad y'all are here. Y'all even got your, he- your even guy. your head coach likes Y'all got show. your guy. Look, Sean Aguano had his first press conference today as the interim head coach at Arizona State. Before we get into some of the clips, I know you guys have seen some of the clips yourselves. I was there for the entire press conference, and I'll tell you what, man, this guy, people are going to love Sean yeah, Aguano. Run through a wall. I mean, Dude, I'm ready. I, I literally to run almost started tearing up. Yeah, I, I was I was getting so fired up. I mean, it's. <sighs> It's good to have somebody who cares. He cares though. Like that's yeah. that's that I think is the biggest thing that I don't think a lot of people really took the time to understand about Herm. I think we agreed Herm wanted to win. Nobody wants to be the head coach and they don't want to lose. But like it is tough from Herm's perspective coming from ESPN. He didn't really have any ties or connection to Arizona outside of Ray, yeah. moved his whole family here whatever. Like Sean Aguano and he says it in some of the clips, but like he's from Arizona. He's yeah. been here for such a long time. Well, not from Arizona, but like he's lived here for such a long time. Yeah. Obviously, Chandler High School had a lot of success with him at the helm. Uh, he's just a he's a guy that 
you want to rally around. Yeah. He, here's the biggest thing for me is you're not just promoting some guy in the program yeah. to be the head coach. You're not just promoting the next man up. You're promoting a guy that not one, obviously deserves it, but two has been around this and is waiting for his shot. And now he has it and he cares so damn much. Like he has been prepared for this. Yeah. yeah. It is crazy. And like, I don't, I don't want to say necessarily that Herm didn't care, but it's hard no. to care in the way that Iguano does. Exactly. He like, definitely you can't cares. fake that. Yeah. 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 Like, but, it, but it's more passion. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy because it, it seems like most people, if you were like, yeah, they were coaching high school football four or five years ago, whatever it was. And now they're the head coach of a, of a legitimate, of a major power five program. They'd be like, what the fuck? Like, that doesn't seem right. Yeah. It seems right with him. Yeah. Like a, a, obviously you can tell he cares, but B, like, like we've said, everything that we've heard about him from the player's perspective, like they love this guy and he's pretty fucking good at his job. Yeah. Obviously the running, the running backs at this school have been the most dominant position yeah. group over the last few years. Um, and if he can have just a, a, a shred of that effect on the rest of the team, particularly the rest of offense, it's going to be good. He does spell his name wrong. So that's okay. Um, we can look past that. It's more of a it's more of a Sean Unity thing, um, phonetically than it is. Uh, is it like a thing. twins thing? Like you know exactly what he's thinking, like yes. at all times. Yes. So right, all now, right now, he's thinking about what shirt he's about to put on. He's, okay. Yeah, he's, he's, he's right changing now. right now. Yeah. That's crazy. What's Sean Mannion thinking right now? You know. Not really. No. It okay. does. I, I can only focus on one Sean at a time. It, oh. Okay. I don't have control over what Sean I'm connected with in any given time. Oh, okay. It just so happens that I'm with uh, the Another guys. thing. But actually, and now it's Sean White. He just did a kickflip. Nice. Wow, that's crazy. Another thing. On a, on a skateboard or a snowboard? Both. Wow. Like one on each foot. It was crazy. It's crazy, dude. Yeah. He's practicing you, you some new shit, too. Yeah, yeah, so. I, it. It's like Quantum Leap. I'm like in okay. his body now. All right. Okay. Well, back to... Yeah. Um, this Sean. Yeah. The, the, the biggest thing, too, or another big thing for me is you, you're not going from a one extreme to another extreme, yeah. you know, because... Doug Holler in the article he wrote kind of detailing Herm at ASU in The Athletic. Great article if you haven't read it yet. This line really stuck out to me. Um, he said, one thing Edwards has in his had in his favor, he was incredibly popular, a celebrity yep. in the sports world. And then he goes on to say, more so, however, he was a gentleman in an ego-dominated profession. Because it is. Yeah. I mean, so many of these coaches, high egos, what I do is is the only way to do it. My word is the final word. You don't get that from Hearn, but you definitely don't get that from Sean Iguano. No, yeah. not at all. But he he was honest today. He said, in a, a, a like motto that he had at Chandler was when it always came down to it, he always wanted his guys to be going against the premier talent in the country in terms of high school football. And Chandler was a top tier program, not just in Arizona, but for a while they were ranked yeah. nationally, yeah. nationally as well. And that is in large part because of Sean Iguano. He says he wants the same here, right? Like. Obviously, these nine games, ten games and change, whatever, are his audition for this permanent job. And he wants the job. Yeah. Like, he made that very clear. Like, regardless of what's to come, NCAA investigation, whatever, he wants this job long term and means a lot to him long term. Now, in terms of scheduling down the line, it'll be interesting to see because top-tier talent, like... Yes, you I, at Alabama. Well, 2026. Shit, you've got, Injected. if he believes his guys have what it takes to compete with top tier talent in the nation, top three teams, whatever, this is your test right now. You got top 15 Utah coming to town, and then you get to go play a ranked USC team and a ranked UW team. Like, it's not going to get any tougher in terms of no. conference play than right now. No, it, it, it's a prove it time, for yeah. sure. And this, this is kind of what you want, just get, getting thrown into a fire, because as we said, 
this wasn't a national championship or even probably a Pac-12 championship contending team prior to the season. Yeah. Like, you want this. You you want the smoke right now. You want to be thrown into it. And I'm sure the players are more motivated than they've ever been. Oh, yeah. They're fired up. And a lot of the fans are fired up because of the press conference. We've talked a lot about it. Let's take a look at what Sean Aguano had to say in terms of an opening statement this morning. Hi, guys. I appreciate you being here. Um, our kids and our coaches have uh, been through a lot uh, in the last 24 hours. Um, my focus now is the next nine games in conference games. Um, how do I inspire these guys to play fast physical football? Uh, that's my number one. Um, making sure that I take care of the kids. That's the most important thing for me. Um, I gave them 24 hours to grieve and then we got to get back to business. And so that's hard for some individuals. Uh, they had a player led meeting uh, that went very, very well and they're all in. Um, I had a meeting with our coaching staff and we are, are all in. Um, it is a bittersweet because Coach Edwards is my dear friend and gave me the opportunity. Um, this opportunity uh, on the grand scale of things is a, a dream for me as well. Um, and all I can ask is for opportunity. So what do I do with that opportunity in the next nine games? Is to try to put a product on the field that uh, the Sun Devil Nation is proud of and I'm gonna do my best. Uh, and you'll get every effort that I have uh, heart and soul into this uh, program. I wanted to uh, uh, thank Dr. Crow. I had a conversation with him, as well as Ray and, and uh, Gene and the senior staff. Um, and it's all been positive, so I'm ready to get to work. I, I'm glad we had one more day off that is non-mandated for our kids to come in so I can catch my breath a little bit before practice starts. But uh, um, I understand I don't take this lightly. I'm an Arizona guy, I've been here for 20 some years. I understand the landscape and what it means. My kids are born in Arizona. There's not one coach that I think in the nation that loves Arizona and is in place at Arizona State that it'll think uh, can do a better job than I can. Um, that's just the way I always bet on myself. But uh, just to let you understand, my kids are Arizona kids. And so this means a lot for me. This means a lot for my family. I get emotional. Um, I think this means a lot for the, the coaches of Arizona um, and their dreams and an inspiration for them. So I got a lot of my back. Apologize for the tilted video. My hand got tired. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, it got Just slit. like Guano, I appreciate the honesty. Yeah, yeah. man, it is, it is what it is. I bet on myself too, but you know, sometimes sometimes you fail. You just got to get back <laughs> at it. Um, what did you take away from just that first couple minutes? <sighs> the peace of my heart. Yeah. <laughs> he, he took that away from me. Oh my God, man. It's just such a, as we said multiple times, a breath of fresh air. And the Arizona ties, man. Herm yeah. didn't recruit in Arizona. Yeah. This man is going to be pulling... Arizona recruits. You know who's an Arizona talent that went to Arizona State? Nikhil Harry. You know who coached? Nikhil Harry at Chandler. Like, it's big. And Chase Lucas. Yeah, it's big, man. Having somebody like this who, who has so much confidence in himself and was almost just waiting for this opportunity the entire time, kind of sitting there licking his chops, it, it, it's exciting. And he is... He's he's going to be very well liked, not just within the media, but also just within the fan base. Yeah, yeah. And dude, the fucking confidence. Like, it's like mm -hmm. it's awesome that he's like has these dreams and everything, but also the fact that he's just like, I believe in myself, which yeah. is saying something because like he does not have experience doing this yeah. at all. He, he was a position coach at, in a college, and then all of a sudden he's a head coach. Like, 
it's the fact that he believes in himself like that and also just that he realizes this is bigger than him right like not that Herm ever thought it was about him, but he, we talk about how it, the control he wanted to have over the program, blah, blah, blah. Like, he realizes that this is this is even bigger than the school, like what this can mean for Arizona high school football coaches and what it can mean for just Arizona, the state in general, his family, like all of that. It's just you could tell that his mind and his heart is in the right place. And his hair is in the right place, his too. His hair is in the right place. Um, Got some gray hair. It just it's so just like it, just a breath of fresh air really like it, it is just feels good it feels right i think yeah. ltc kind of encapsulates it just finished watching coach iguana's presser pulled his beating heart out of his own chest edgar Allan post style and told everyone here this is what i will do for arizona state football he let it all out and he was honest brutally honest yeah. saying i'm glad we had that extra day but we got to reset 24 hour turnaround love hearing that the player led meeting went well yeah. love hearing that the coaches are bought in they're all ready yeah and and even if this the the, the Sean Aguano experiment goes horribly wrong like you're you're at least you're going to be able to know like cuz i think that's part of the thing with Herm and why it got so like the there was so much vitriol towards him i think towards the end is that just like it did a lot of people didn't feel like he ever really cared about this mm-hmm. like you or that his heart was in the right place whatever like with a guano, you're going to know, I think, at the end of the day, unless he fucking is just like, JK, I've been spying for Arizona this whole time. like, Or he's out here like cheating. Um, like You're going to know that he at least tried and his heart was in the right place. Yeah. And it that just has to give you a little bit of faith in the program, knowing that they're doing something for the... And what we talked about with Ray, too, like after his presser, like doing things for kind of the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and has it seems like the entire program kind of has their head on straight now. Yeah. It's just... Makes you feel good. There's something about wanting a team to succeed, and there's another thing about wanting a coach to succeed. Yeah, I feel like he makes you as a human being, as a person, not only for Arizona State, but he he makes you want Arizona State to win for him. Yeah, right? I feel like it's kind of like Jed Fish, right? Like for us, obviously hate Arizona, but like you could tell that Jed Fish seems like a good guy, or like Tommy Lloyd. Like you you want them as people to just like. To, to succeed. succeed, you don't want their school to succeed. Yeah. And I feel like it's got like the other way around. When you see a guy like this, even if you don't like Arizona State, you're like, it's hard to root against somebody like that. Yeah. Um, that is so on a personal level yeah. about your state. Too. Yeah, too, yeah. Right. Like it's it's kind of like a, a rising tide lifts all ships. It's we want we want the territorial cup yeah. to be competitive. We want it to be. We want Arizona and and Arizona State to be having former high school teammates playing against each other to bring that rivalry to the next level and that only happens if everyone is kind of focused on making arizona football amazing yeah and what coach evan b does bring up the point that every asu fan is probably thinking from cutter yeah. erickson graham now herm i'm in wait and see mode skeptical now but yeah. i love what i hear yeah, yeah. and you, it's definitely wait and see mode he has to prove it but yeah you don't win the job just at a press conference at least obviously. he knows who the mascot is that's very true <laughs> and i think what he understands too along with being authentic and real and wanting this because you know, he is an Arizona guy. He understands and mentioned that winning is the only thing that's going to get him this yeah. job. He understands yeah. Yeah. that winning is the only thing that's going to quiet everybody that says he can do it. Yeah. At the end of the day, in, in terms of recruiting, too, as much as he wants to recruit these Arizona guys, a lot of Arizona guys are getting offers because they're so talented from big name schools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What keeps Arizona guys? ASU beating Utah at home, beating USC on the road, beating Washington. Like those are things that get Arizona recruits. To stay in Arizona and come play for ASU, and he understands that. I think one of the things that really stuck out to me is, like, he said this was a dream come true for him. Which, Herm, obviously Herm was on the tail end of his career in general. 
right? So like it it was less of that, okay, like, you know, I really, really want yeah. this guy to succeed. It was almost separate. Like if Herm succeeds, the team succeeds. But you want to see Sean Iguano win. He talked about when he was a high school coach, how he would go to these high school like meetings in terms of like there's a bunch of high school football coaches and his very first one, he sat in the very back row, right? There's like 40 rows of high school football coaches and they hear from a very successful high school football coach. And then after that, they hear from a division one football coach. So every year he made it a point to go up a couple rows and to the point where when he was the head coach at Chandler dominating, he was the, he was the head coach like that everybody was listening to on the hmm. high school stage. Right. And he told his wife, he's like, I want to be that guy. I want to be the division one coach one day that's awesome and here he is just a couple years removed from being that chandler head coach now he is a division one head coach at arizona state we'll see how long it lasts but he makes you want him to keep the job that's what's kind of getting lost in this sometimes with sundowl fans like for the casual at least like it's it's an interim coach it's an interim coach ray anderson in his press conference said it's going to be a nationwide search but of course we'll consider iguano for the job depending on how the rest of the season goes like this is a guy that could could coach your team after yeah. this year. This isn't just this isn't just somebody. Excuse me, <laughs> to fill in right now. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. Because the thing, reality of it is, is if Iguana wasn't capable of doing this job, Glenn Thomas or Donnie would have been the head coach, mm-hmm. or somebody else would have been the head both coach. with other experience. Donnie yeah. with NFL experience and Glenn obviously with a lot of collegiate. Yeah, experience. like they, they they this didn't happen by mistake. It's not like they're it's like oh this would be fun. Like there's a reason that they think he's capable of at least maintaining this for the rest of the year. Yeah. And if you think he can do that, then there's no reason you can't at least think that he potentially could be the long-term solution. We'll see, obviously, what happens with the remainder of the season. This is what Aguano had to say at the press conference in terms of how he views the rest of the season. Um, That's something that I'm going to try to instill. Here again. Let's see. My bad, everyone. Here's this. It's it's for us to push forward. Here's how I see this this whole season is the last three games or, or preseason. This is where it all counts now, these next nine games. And so it's we are at 0-0, and we are ready to play um, Arizona State football. And, and I, I'm here to inspire these kids to play that, and, and uh, I think we're, we're ready. So looking back at those three games will do us no good. I think we're going to look forward. Um, this transition has been hard, and, and it's been 24 hours. But in reality, we got to get ready to go. And so um, I'm excited. Um, If you look in the coaching world, there's probably maybe less than 1% of people that have the opportunity that I have. What you do with that opportunity is what counts. And so I look for that challenge. Um, I'm excited and and, uh, I'm ready to go. It's ready to go, man. (laughs) I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I'm going to suit up on the D-line. Why I'm not? Strap up. I don't think it would work, but I'll, t- I'll, I'll, I'll practice. <laughs> I'll, I'll take catches across the middle. If I have to. I'll put my body on the line for this man. Man, I'm mm, I'm so excited. How do you feel about that that mentality that the first three games and obviously you have conference to. is yeah. different? It's preseason Especially. because this wasn't the team. This was not the team we know and saw yeah. in training camp. This was not the team we saw in fall camp. We did <laughs> this team didn't allow rushing <laughs> yards. They didn't do that. Yeah. LTC in the chat saying Coach Aguano, he's an island boy. He is. He is is an island boy. Um, And kind of on that note, he got really emotional today when he was asked about how he is going to use his island upbringing and if he plans to implement it 
at all at Arizona State. We need a Kleenex partnership. Yeah, <laughs> Do we? I mean, just for this segment. Just for this segment. This is what he had to say about implementing that upbringing and just family in general. Um, that's something that I'll, I'm going to try to instill. Um, that family uh, environment. Um, the thing that, that people can always talk about faith, family, football. Until you really understand and let the kids into your life and see what you are about that family. Um, you really can't talk about it. And so how do I instill that? That's my family being around our kids, our coach's family being around our kids. Football is just a game. If I can teach them more than that, uh, I think they'll be successful. I, I, again, guys, I, I get a little tear because um, football is my life. Um, inspiring kids are my life. My kids sacrificed 20 years so I could do what I love. I want to make sure that I teach not only my kids, but I want to teach our kids that um, being a successful father, being a successful uh, citizen in society, that's the most important. Now, let's all drop that and go play football, right? And so, but um, that Ohana, that uh, is a huge meaning for me. Um, because it's all about family. And so I will instill in the next couple of weeks a couple of things that uh, I think that will help our program. You know what Ohana means, right? Family. family Ohana bro. is family and no one gets off behind. Family, faith, and football. You hear it all the time. And I'm like, I've never seen a coach say that and then immediately get emotional when As long as he it. doesn't make a TikTok like Russell Wilson did about family, faith, and football, oh, I'm God. fine. Yeah. <laughs> My yeah. God. Or any uh, Brian Kelly-esque TikToks oh or my anything God. like that. Yeah, we don't need dancing with recruits. I don't see that happening. No, Me I don't either. either. But this guy, like, in terms of recruiting, I want to get on that for a second. Like, this is the type of guy that, like, again, if he were to come recruit Junior Totri, like, I, I would want Junior to go play him. for him, yeah. man. Yeah. And also, talk about recruiting. Like, there's some pretty good fucking football players in Hawaii. Yeah. Like, that's a whole other thing. Like, he, it's a, it's a... It's not just Arizona. Like the, the, the what he could be able to do just in the West in general as a recruiter, on top of the fact that he is just like the kind of person like that Herm kind of was too. But I think he can. One of the problems with Herm that we were talking about earlier is you get Herm in in, in your living room. Those parents are going to be like, I want my son to play for him. Yeah. But the son might not be like, I want to play for yeah. this old man. I feel like everyone's just like, yeah, yeah, it definitely bridges the gap exactly. Like you get this man in the living room, it's like okay. 18-year-old Junior Totri wants to run through a brick wall That's for him. That's what I'm saying. And Totri Sr. is ready to also run through a brick yeah. wall for him. And he, he trusts this man to take care of his kid. And and because that's like, especially at, at this level when you're taking in 18, 17, 18-year-old 18 kids, like there's a, a portion of it that is helping these young, these boys become men. Yeah. yeah. And like he seems like the kind of guy that you would trust to do that with your son. Plus, I know he's in his 50s, but. He doesn't seem like it. No, not well, at all. He doesn't seem like that, and it is younger, and he just got out of a, a high school, being a high school yeah. football coach. He knows the ins and outs of not only to to connect with younger men like this, yeah. like that are coming in that want to turn into an NFL talent, but also be prepared for the real world, but he can also watch this landscape that he's seen evolve, and he didn't have to 
He, he ha- doesn't have any prior experience doing that. So this is all he knows. Yeah, he knows yeah. this landscape and he saw the people that were the pioneers of it in terms of the athletes g- getting into NIL. He saw them grow up and transition into NFL players and he knows what it takes to take that next step because he's coached them before they even went to college. Yeah, it's super exciting, man. And it's only going to get more exciting um, as I think the season goes on, especially starting with Utah. Like this is the chance, right? Like. There's a lot of excitement around Sean Aguano, and he understands that the only thing that is going to get him this job is winning. There's no better opportunity than doing it on Saturday when Utah comes to town. Cameron rising, all the noise. Everyone's going to be counting ASU out of that game, and it's just kind of like a wait and see. Let's see what happens. I believe Wednesday and Thursday are closed practices to media. Um, Aguano said after the press conference that you know it's not going to be that way for the season but he wants to get his guys right he wants to implement a little bit of a new culture Mm. um, and he's going to need a couple days to do that I think everyone was pretty respectful of that and understanding that look this is his first first time being a head coach and he's got you know a pretty full plate over these next couple of weeks so it's going to be interesting interesting to see we're going to get into the ASU Utah game as as the week goes on but I I like the upset man yeah Utah Utah and Georgia No, they're not Georgia. Um, and Georgia talent. Yeah, it's, it was Keely Ringo he's talking about. Yeah. Jacob in the chat. The pick six at, yeah. uh, in the national championship. Saguaro High School. Yeah. Um, that could be the type of talent you attract here. Yeah. Denzel Burke, too. Yep. The starting cornerback for Ohio State. Also, I mean, you look at the talent that he has already gotten to ASU. Yeah. Like, Chip Tranum, Tevin White, Daniel Ngata. Like, those are all his recruits. Yeah, and yeah. I'm sure he had a role in getting Xavier Valade as well from the transfer yeah. portal. Yeah, exactly. He was talking about how, in terms of recruiting, it's going to be so different because... As the running backs coach, he was only ever allowed one guy, yeah. right? So it wasn't necessarily about getting the Arizona guy with that one spot. He just had to get the best that he could. Yeah. But he said today, if it's, you know, you got three, four, five running backs or players just across the country with equal talent, he said, I'm going to choose the guy that wants to go to Arizona State every single time. Yeah, and the Arizona thing, it's not only big because, you know, you ha- it just was kind of neglected here, but it's so big for the fan base. How many times have we heard the 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 pity that is laid upon everybody in Arizona because oh all of these guys are leaving the state they grew yeah. up in they yeah. don't want to go to ASU it's big for the fan base too that's something that's really important to the fan base especially the people that grew up in Arizona and went to Arizona State and still live in the state of Arizona it's 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 keeping yeah. the talent here and he can do that and obviously will help the f- product on the field but also maybe donors maybe f- more fans show up because you know, this guy went to Chandler. This guy went to Saguaro. This guy went to Hamilton. Yeah, it just—it's huge, man. It's gonna be fun, man. I'm super excited to see what that spread is like and the the total on that ASU Utah game. I like I said, I think ASU is gonna be um, just heavy, heavy underdogs, and I don't think the books are gonna be like give hey, them much. I thought chance. Nebraska was gonna be heavy underdog, and they're only eleven point dogs. I'm excited to see what it. What do you think it'll open at? Fifteen and a half. You think fifteen and a half? Fifteen and a half. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, 13 and a half to entice more bets on Utah. Okay. I'm interested to see what it is. If you're going to bet on that game, do it on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Obviously, ASU football is a couple days away from that Utah game. It's but already there up. Four, is it's 14 and a half. 14 and a half. 14 and a half. Give me ASU Moneyline. Give me ASU Moneyline. If you're going to place a bet on that game, do it on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Obviously, like I said, still a few days away from that game, but there is a Monday night NFL doubleheader Getting going here in just a, less than an hour 
Um, what Bills Titans is the first game, right? Yep. Yeah. Bills Titans, Titans first game. Four ten, I believe, and then uh, Vikings Eagles at five. Josh 20. Allen Super Soldier. Hey man, I love Monday night double headers. And right now, new customers can bet just five dollars and get two hundred dollars in free bets instantly on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Plus, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. Bet on any NFL team to win, and if your team leads by ten at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. It's simple. Download DraftKings Sportsbook. Use promo code PHNX. That's promo code. PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions do apply. See show notes for more details. Guys, let's talk about the expectations for Aguano, right? Because you don't win this job at a press conference. You may win people's hearts, which I think if you were going to give a grade for this press conference, I think Aguano would get an A+. Plus yep. Because I think he sold it to the fans, he sold it to the media, and he sold it to Ray, who was in attendance today. Um what are the expectations in terms of winning? Like, is there a certain number of games he has to win? Are there specific games he has to win to keep this job, you think? Colorado, well, to keep the job, I don't know. The, um, expect, what I expect from him at the bare minimum is Colorado and U of A. Like, not that I necessarily expect this team to beat U of A, but, like, kind of have to beat U of A. Do you think those wins get him the job, though? Only two more wins on the season. I don't know if those alone get him the job. If he's competitive, at least against Utah and and USC, and it looks like the team is like has their shit together, um, that could be enough. But to get the job next year, you have to win one of one of the big games. You shouldn't. Win. That's what you I have yeah. to beat Utah. You have to beat USC, or you have to beat Washington. I think. But that's Washington. Not it. Dude, <laughs> Washington is one of those big games now. I mean, uh, but I mean, now it's a but now yeah. that's almost a good thing. They got ranked for ASU. Right? Yeah, they're yeah. ranked. They're still ranked behind Michigan State somehow. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's also crazy that Oregon State isn't ranked yet. Um, but I think it's not even that. I think you also have to win the two games that I think you should. Colorado and U of A. Um, but you have to be competitive. I think the limit list litmus test more is on how what the players feel like and the yeah. recruiting and what what goes into how this team responds to the first game of the season, yeah. a quick 24-hour turnaround. Does this offense look better? Do the players look more invested? What is the response from the fans? Like, that all goes into this. Yeah, sure. I don't think you can set a win-loss total. I don't. I think that if you don't beat one of these premier teams, and I probably don't know if he's in it, and I think you go big game hunting, I, I just think it's more on how this team looks on the field. Yeah, yeah. I, I, f- I feel like it's probably one of those things where it's like the more he does – the bigger the name needs to be in order to replace him. But like, yeah, like if, 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 I mean, if he goes, if he wins out, then he's, I don't think anybody's replacing no. him. Oh, yeah. If, if he wins he, out, if he beats you, there might be other schools interested in yeah. taking this. You talk about him throwing the last three games. Well, you literally can. You're zero and zero. Yeah. yeah. You're zero and zero in conference play. And that's what matters. You can still win the Pac 12. Yeah. You oh, can. Yeah. yeah. If Sean Iguano finds a way to win the Pac 12, pay him now. Not my expectation. I just, I, it's a theoretical thing. You are literally zero and zero right now. Yeah. And also, and like, even if Herm was still here and they won, if they went out in the conference, like, if you look back at the season, it's like, okay, one pretty terrible fucking loss against Eastern Michigan and then one loss to a very good Oklahoma State team. That's a pretty good season. Yeah. And there's, but I think at that point, there are still people that wouldn't want Herm at the coach. Oh, obviously. Yeah. I mean, people that before they played a game this year, people. Yeah. Jacob in the chat saying if he has a conference play record of 500 or better, I think he gets it. But also being competitive in games, no matter what. You can't lay an egg. No. Yeah. And I was telling Sean earlier, I think you have to win one of these next three games. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a premier resume win. You have to beat Colorado and you have to beat U of A. 
I agree with you. You have to be competitive in a lot of these other games, but you need that premier win and you need that territorial Listen, cup win. I, I, I think the biggest thing, though, at the end of the day is if if there is no game where they don't look motivated, like if you if you go out there and there's a game where you don't look motivated, then I don't think he gets a job because because the what are we doing? What yeah. are we here for? Yeah. This is the biggest thing. He needs the players to be fully bought in. Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't think he needs to. I don't think this team needs to win against Utah or USC for him to keep the job. Like those are games that you should not expect this team. Even if Herm was still here and nothing had gone wrong, like that's not those aren't games you should expect. So to yeah, you shouldn't to keep, expect to. But it's so hard to keep a job as an interim coach. Yeah, uh, yeah, that is true. Like you've got to have something to pitch right because what ray is going to say is look, sun bowl is not going to do it no what ray is going to say is look we gave you an opportunity you talked about how you were confident and that you wanted to play the best teams guess what you played the best three teams in the pac-12 and you didn't win a single time and especially if they lose u of a okay you could say what you want about Hearn, but he was four and oh in the territorial cup if sean Iwano comes and they lose to u of a regardless of how yeah. u of a season goes Losing the U of A in Colorado would be tough, but also like if they, don't, if they don't beat Utah, it's like you're gonna hold that against a guy who had five days no, basically to prepare. Not no, necessarily. No. I don't think the Utah game is as big as as winning against USC or Washington. I think Washington is enough. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because they'll be ranked at that. It's time. still a premier win. And you're, is that in the PNW? Uh, no, that's at no, home. it's here. That's but they do. The they, I mean, USC they have, games in the US. No, they host Oregon State here too. They but they do go to Pullman. Um, That's gonna be tough. Yeah, but that I mean, might like, be a, that might be enough. Honestly, with the like, I think Stanford is the only one that doesn't really move the needle because obviously you have to beat Colorado and Arizona. But if they win any of these other conference games, Oregon State, Washington State, UCLA, UCLA. Washington, I think that gets them because the, the likelihood is that all of those teams will be ranked at the time that they play them. UCLA. Well, not UCLA, excuse me, but Washington State and Oregon State, assuming things kind of stay the course. Yeah. Because those are two teams that got votes this week. Yeah. Yep. Like You never know, though. The Pac-12 tears itself apart. That Washington State should have already been ranked. And so should Oregon State. It yeah. is the most Arizona State thing to do, to lay an egg and have your worst non-conference loss in however long against Eastern Michigan, yeah. and then turn around and beat a top 15 team. Look, everybody was super, super high on Florida. Right, because of Anthony Richardson and what they were able to do to Utah and Cameron Rising in that week one game. Florida hasn't done shit since then. You know Anthony yeah. Richardson has more tackles and inter- than touchdowns? touchdowns? Yeah. That's Not actually crazy. Thought he was going to be him. He is He he is him. But Utah's a beatable team is what he's, I'm saying. He's, he's Kyler Murray right now. He's Kyler Murray? Mm-hmm. Well, not after last night's win, but he's, he's an incredible individual talent, but the team doesn't win. Yeah. What about from a culture perspective, right? Because you've got a lot of people on the outside that want Sean Iguano to be successful. But the culture within this team, and we'll get to, you know, players and stuff and social media a little bit later, but, like, what does this culture need to look like or shift toward for him to keep this job? Wins aside. I think that family thing is huge. Like, if you can get the feeling when you're out there that this is, like, a family, which, I mean, you kind of got from a player's perspective. Like, I feel like the players were had each other's back, but, like, from top to bottom, if the coaches and the players and everybody, like, you could tell that it's a family. Yeah. And he he does really incorporate that Ohana thing that you see at a number of programs. You see at a, at a school like um, BYU in, in Utah, who I believe both have Hawaiian coaches, I think. Um, like, that, that, that I think, is, is what you need from this culture is like just to believe is to really feel like it's a family and that they're going out to play for each other and not just themselves yeah it's it's going to be interesting again the sean aguano audition starts this weekend against utah we're all excited to see what happens now 
where you guys going to be watching the game? Hopefully, it's at Four Peaks because we are going to be having a, another blast over there. Are they bringing out the 22-foot TV again? Well, that's not a watch party. No, I know, Tell but I was, I was just curious if they were know. bringing out no, the 20-foot TV. I'm not sure if there's any need for it. I think we'll be drinking. Going to be drinking. Do we have the full screen, by chance, to show everybody oh, what yeah. we're going to be doing? Look, guys, if you haven't already gotten your tickets, go do it. It's 50 bucks a ticket. Now, I know you're probably thinking, eh, that's a little expensive. But you get two beers, an all-you-can-eat buffet, and a ride to the game. On a bus. On a bus. And, and a fun bus. A fun bus? Yeah, because I'm going to be on that bus. Look, man, Herm's out. ASU's got a new coach. Come out to the Four Peaks tailgate this Saturday to will the team on. Like we said, $50 gets you all-you-can-eat buffet, two Four Peaks beers, and a free ride to the stadium. Check the link in our show notes to sign up. You do got to be 21 or older and enjoy responsibly. Guys, let's talk about social media for a second, okay? Because following the the Eastern Michigan game, social media kind of went nuts. Um, obviously, you have your clip that is the funniest moment in this show's history. Uh, and just dudes. Just, just dudes. Guys. Just, just, fellas. just fellas out Snap there. Snap the ball! But social media, you know, players like tweets, tweets themselves. I want to get into that a little bit because I think that kind of signifies that there was such a disconnect after that game specifically. Um, Jalen Conyers, tight end for ASU, he had tweeted this out um, a couple days ago, and it's pretty much a statement to the fans. Uh, this is what it had to say. He said, just wanted to say, we get the fans' frustration because we are too. However, booing us in our own stadium with maybe half the seats filled is not what us as players work and practice for every single day. All we want to do is make Sun Devil Nation proud, but fans coming to the game simply just to yell at the players and coaches or to criticize and boo us is quite frankly ridiculous. And honestly, if you are one of those people, just don't come to the games. We don't need that negativity. All we ask is for y'all's support and cheers. Even through the ups and downs, I've seen numerous teams come back and win games because of the impact the fan base brings. For us, the players, we're going to continue to do our part and try our hearts out to win games every single week. We step on the field, but we need y'all, the fans' help. I hope we have a huge turnout for this week's game against Utah, where we plan on shocking a lot of people Saturday night. I will forever be grateful for getting the opportunity to transfer here and play for such an amazing team. Fans, we need y'all plain and simple. Be there. Forks up. Yeah, I mean... I, I completely get it. It's it's I've always I've always griped about this. The fan base sometimes is so a lot of the time is so negative when it comes to this team, and that's they're, they're very quick to the world is on fire kind of yeah. mentality. But yeah, the players do not deserve this. The players do not deserve this at all. I, rooting, yelling at collegiate athletes is the dumbest thing I've ever heard, and I completely agree with it. And it just sucks because they do work hard. Yeah. Um, and I I do hope that there is a big turnout and I yeah. really, really hope they're loud because I think something special could happen. And he's so right. Maybe the game goes differently. If the fans don't give up at halftime, yeah. a lot of people left Yeah, and the people that stayed were doing it in spite of the team. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you ever, my, I mean like I agree with him. I don't think you ever really gain anything by calling out fans. Like I don't think it just never really goes well. Do you see what Justin Fields did today, by the way, you mm -hmm. see his comment. He was like, I don't think it hurts as much for, the, the Bears fans is the players in the locker room because they're not out there like they don't put any work in like we do. That's I mean, that's, that's it's true. true. But also, you're not going to you're not going to not going to help you is, yeah. what, is yeah. my point. But I mean, he's absolutely right. Like fans do. They, need, they think they're they deserve something. Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, like you're 
not entitled to anything, especially if you're not showing up. And when you do show up, you're just you're just negative off, same off thing, rip and expecting the, the worst. same thing as last week with Oklahoma State. The people coming out just to see that the game is nationally televised. They watch it. They tune in for a second. Then they're like, this team sucks. Bye. And then they don't talk about them. Yeah. Like, yeah. We don't need your opinion. So we had a couple more tweets that I want to pull up. This one's from devilsdigest.com. Um, and the tweet itself said, I have some bad, I've seen some bad non-conference losses in my 22 years covering the team, but what I saw tonight tops them all. Lack of preparation doesn't even come close to describing what took place. And now Joe Healy, following that tweet, tweeted, burn it all down. And the reason I show these tweets is because obviously these aren't people on the Arizona State football team. However, Arizona State football players liked those tweets following that game. And it says something, right? Burn it all down. When you have players liking those tweets or, you know, they weren't prepared, whatever, like it says something, right? That maybe this team was ready to move on. Like they can't go out and say it. We we we, we speculated that yeah. after the game happened. We said this is not, a, a team that is good at defending the run doesn't magically give up 200 yards to a Mac running back. Yeah. It just doesn't happen like that. Yeah, you might get out work because you're unmotivated. But you're unmotivated for a reason, and that reason is probably because you're not bought into what you're doing on the field. The product on the field is very, very much resemblant of what happened in practice that week, and that's what Engada said on our show, and that, that's what Emery said in the post-game presser. There was no energy in practice this week. We felt like we weren't prepared. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's yeah, it's literally what we said. Like, they yeah, they weren't prepared, but there's a reason they're not prepared. It's not because these guys are just... It's not because they don't care. It's not, yeah, exactly. It's not because they don't care, especially after one loss to Oklahoma State. Like all of a sudden, after hearing how much uh, everything that we heard from them in the offseason, all of a sudden they just lost the faith because they lost to a top fifteen team. No, they just clearly weren't bought into what the higher ups were selling anymore, and most likely specifically Herm. Yeah. Like, it, 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 so yeah, I mean, it's that just kind of confirms what we speculated, right? That they just. They knew that there needed to be a change, and once once that happens, once you lose the locker room, like there, you, there's no coming back. Like yeah. you, you have to make a change at that point. Which again, props to Ray for actually pulling the trigger there. Yeah, I I don't think a lot of us saw that coming. Um, so yeah, definitely props to him owning the mistake. Um, you know, this is slight aside. You know what my friend sent me today? You know what Nesson is? No, it's the New England um, Sports Network. It's, okay, they broadcast Red Sox games, stuff like that. They're like the yeah, New England Sports News Outlet. Okay, um, New England Sports Network. Yeah, but I'm, that's what I yeah. said. But they're just like the outlet. Um, they had sent wrote a story today speculating that Herm was fired on the field. That conversation that we saw between Herm, Michael There's Crow, no and Ray Anderson, that he was fired right there in that conversation on the field. And one of my friends said it to me. I was like, "What are you talking about? There's no There's shot no way that they made that rash of a decision and just fired him right there no. with the, the the potential that someone would well, see." Well, it's because. It's because it's a outlet that isn't around the team, uh, yeah. and they My don't know exactly, yeah. that Michael Crow and Ray Anderson and Herb Edwards do this after every game. Yeah, they, they would never do that. And well, Michael Crow and Ray and Michael Crow, or Ray and Herm have such a great relate, like a long storied relationship. There's no way that Ray would do that to Herm like that. No, but of course, don't know the program, so you would speculate that. I, I was just so I was I triggered by that. I was like, yeah. what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah. Nothing. So lame. Nothing at all. <laughs> Look, man, I don't know. It's it's odd. It's weird. It is what it is. Herm's not going to be on the field anymore for Arizona State. I think there's a lot of people that are are happy about that. Um, they should also be happy about Burrito Express. You know why? Because they've got some new custom Dude, Burrito Express-themed first responder shirt. What's been a minute? This is I had a burrito. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it has been a minute. Eh, it, you want to go get one tomorrow? Yeah. 
Let's do it. Burrito Express will be there tomorrow to grab some breakfast burritos, probably. Um, and you guys should go to get their new custom Burrito Express-themed first responder shirt with all proceeds going to the Tunnels to Towers organization. They're only 25 bucks, and they're going to hook you up with a free burrito. Get them while they're hot. They're now available at all Burrito Express locations, not just the Tempe location. Seriously, guys, go get the shirt. It's dope. It goes to a good cause, and they're going to hook you up with the best breakfast burrito or just best burrito in town, to be honest with you. Um, so go do it. They're great. Uh, before we get out of here, real quick, interim effect. Because we've seen in college football and NFL football, too, that interim coaches, despite, you know, sometimes some hype following the firing or parting ways of another coach, sometimes interim coaches don't always work. We saw it last week with Mickey Joseph, interim coach at Nebraska. Um, you know, players, whatever, they did lose to number six Oklahoma, so you got to put that, keep that in mind as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, 49 to 14. I want to talk a little bit about Marcus Freeman. Obviously, he wasn't necessarily the interim coach when they played in the Fiesta Bowl last year. He had already been given the job. Uh, but in his first game, they lost to Oklahoma State um, after leading by like 20-something points at half. Yeah. And then Luke Fickle, um, who has turned into a phenomenal coach yeah. for Cincinnati. He was an interim coach at Ohio State. The team did end up going 6-7. and seven. So, you know, there's there's coaches that don't necessarily have great starts to their interim term, Right. However, they turn out to be good coaches down the line. Are you preparing us? I mean, it is what it is. Look, Luke Fickle's phenomenal coach at Cincinnati, right? And there are a lot of there are a lot of teams that would love to have him as their head coach. Arizona State was brought up, yeah. you know, just as soon as Herm was fired, is Luke Fickle potentially being an option? I don't see him leaving that job for this job. Uh, Marcus Freeman, people love Marcus Freeman. Yeah. Now he lost that Ohio State game. He lost to Marshall. He got his first dub this barely past weekend. Beat Cal. Barely beat Cal. <laughs> But people love that guy, yeah. right? And I think he's going to be a good coach moving forward. Mickey Joseph, I have no idea what the yeah. hell is going to happen there. I've never heard of him before this past week. But you know why it usually works out? Because they're hungry. They are hungry. They're, they're dogs. hungry. They're dogs. Can we get a Can we get a bark? Oh, there we go. Stop. Can we stop it? Can we stop that? Not the barking. I know. Deion Sanders. I know. Deion Sanders is not coaching at Arizona State. He would not be successful if he if he was here. The situation at Jackson State is incredibly unique. unique. And it would not translate just about plus, anywhere else. Plus, I'm so done with the noise. I want a football coach that wins football games. Yeah. It would is be that so fun. hard? It would be fun, but not for the right reasons. Like, Deion Sanders is not coming It would here. be great. Did we learn nothing about former NFL ties with big personalities? You have no real experience coaching at the Division One level? Don't, don't do it. Don't buy into it. Don't whatever. Like... I am totally fine taking a guy who, like, I would, I'm more here for Sean Aguano than I am Deion Sanders, for Ed Orgeron, for any of those big names that, at the end of the day, you don't know what you're going to get. Right now. Yeah. Right now. Uh, right now. Uh, ASU is not hiring a guy that you probably know, I think. Like, unless you read his name in an Which article that got released in the last 24 hours that was saying, who might replace from Edwards? And they're listing offensive and defensive coordinator from various schools. It's the, the, the ASU is not getting Ed Ogeron. They're not getting Deion Sanders. They're not getting Urban Meyer. They're not Cole, the anger off. wasn't directed towards you. We've He's just, just an angry guy. We've heard it so much. I was No, it was, I was, yeah. yeah. But Saul, no, our GM, was, yeah. was texting us about it earlier, and it was like, it's well, not happening. He he doesn't care about what's best yeah, for us. He cares about what's best for us. <laughs> and it would be pretty good. <laughs> it would be, it would be, it would be, it would be electric. But how do we start winning games? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do that. that'd be good for us. That's yeah. true. That's true. Hey, we appreciate you guys tuning in on a Monday. There was like 50 of you guys in here. That's super awesome. We're going to be live just about every single day this week at mm-hmm. 3 p.m., so definitely come back 
Not necessarily sure which of these two studios we're gonna be in, but they're both great. And it's more furniture that hooked us up with all of this great stuff. Look at these chairs. I need some in my, my living room, to be honest with you. Um, if you'd like some, I check out- room. <laughs> you need a living room? Yes. Yeah. Okay, man. Um, if you guys want to take a look at getting some of this furniture yourself, you can go to morefurniture.com and they do have a fall sale. So go spruce up your home with some more furniture stuff. Again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. You can give us a follow at phnx underscore sundevils on social. You can follow me at anthony underscore totry. You can follow Shane at Shane Deef, and You can follow Sean to pause at Sean underscore to pause. I'm not doing it as always. I, and alternatively, I'm giving a quick shout out to ASU Women's Soccer because they've two straight times have beaten a team 5 nothing, and Nicole Douglas, who got the program record for career goals with 51 earlier this month, which is named Pac-12 Player of the Week. As always. Um, so as always. Shout out other sports, as always. We'll <laughs> see you guys Tuesday at 3 p.m. Peace.